Hello, everyone. This is Greg Aiden, and I'm coming to you live from Denver, Colorado, with uh, a new friend, uh, someone I met through a, a dear friend of mine, Dr. Monica Mallet, who was out in LA, who spoke at one of my leadership development series events. But she said, Greg, you've got to meet Dr. Steve Ralph. He's moved there from LA. He's now in Denver. And I just have a feeling that you all are going to get along really well. So I want to introduce you, Dr. Steve Ralph, to, to my world, uh, followers on the Servant Leadership Podcast. And first of all, welcome. Welcome to Denver. And uh, great thank you for having me. Show. Yeah, my, my pleasure. So you know me now. We've, we've, had, uh, we've had breakfast. We've had a few Zooms. Um, we're going to be helping each other's companies have more impact. I like saying that. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got a lot of things going on in your, your young career already. Uh, so tell us about what is it you do, but please leave us with the why of it all. Sure, absolutely. So um, I would say there's a few areas I focus in, but it's all in the same lane of creativity and innovation. Um, so I'm the founder of the Epic Impact Society, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about. It's a nonprofit and we... We basically work an international community of professionals that promote creative leadership, ingenuity, social innovation through arts, education, and humanitarian engagement. So uh, we put on our annual Epic International Summit, which we'll have our next one in April. Uh, so that's that's one area that I that I work on. I'm also a professor at Pepperdine University in Malibu, and I'm. I teach uh, and design the creativity and innovation courses for the Grazadio Business School. I also have my own practice, which is open ingenuity. So I work with companies uh, designing and facilitating creativity workshops, uh, creative thinking workshops. And I'm also a licensed uh, trainer with the strategic play group based in Canada. So using Lego series play in the boardroom. So and my wow. hands are in different areas, but it's all related to creativity and innovation. So you had me at humanitarian engagement. What does that mean? That means, you know, using what, what we do is we use creativity, creativity workshops. We do what we call epic impact projects. And so we um, we go out to work with local charities, local local nonprofits, and we do pro bono creativity workshops to help them come up with innovative ideas to solve real time challenges. Mm. So, for example, um, we worked with a nonprofit in Skid Row in L.A. called School on Wheels. And so I was there, we did a full day workshop on creative problem solving to address a challenge there. And um, we've worked with the United Way in Santa Barbara to tackle the issue of homelessness using Lego series play. So just using creativity and, and unique ways to solve real time challenges. Helping humans engage in a way to help other humans grow. Absolutely. Wow. And do it creatively. I mean, if you think about it, we as men and women adults, we love to play. We never will end up. A lot of us have maybe put the Legos away. But as a 60 year old man, I still have a two sons, 11 and 13. And frankly, we, we play with Legos all the time. So why Legos and why not some of the other blocks and, and, and things with wheels and you know other, other brands? Well, you know, Lego, I mean, the whole, uh, philosophy behind Lego series play methodology is using the bricks to it's basically called 3d thinking you have business challenges and instead of you know having these long discussions about top, you know topics related to a challenge you build your answers mm. so it's a whole process where people go through and it's, it's you build artifacts for what you're thinking 
and have discussions. And it's, it's, a, it's a communication tool to help teams collaborate more. It helps unlock creativity. Um, and so there's a lot of different uses for Lego, but it's just, it's, it's building that artifact, sharing your story, what is, you know, the, it's metaphorical thinking. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a great tool yeah. to engage in a unique way. So beautiful. Love what you said. It's a it's a great tool to engage in a, in a unique way. You you have a lot of um, a lot of things like you said are are tied together. Mm-hmm. So take take a step back for for from what you do and how you do it. But what is what is your why? Why did you decide to get into this space, Doctor Steve Rowe? Well, I you know one of my biggest passions is as being a bridge to help people identify more of their purpose. Or and and that's one area, but also a bridge into possibilities. Mm-hmm. So I I love designing experiences to help people unlock new insights and unlock creativity and, and and things where they felt like there was a dead end, equipping people with tools into what could be. And so the various um, avenues that I do that in, whether that's in the classroom or in the boardroom uh, with professionals at conferences, it's really to encourage that. Um, and I like doing it in a disruptive way, in a, in a positive sense. We get locked into a fixed mindset and how we solve challenges, how we approach, you know, doing an, a meeting or an event. And when we disrupt that, we try something new. It's, we open up new neural pathways. It, it allows for new experiences. Well, it's funny, you, you, when you say, when a lot of us hear disruptive, we hear that maybe as a negative, right? Mm-hmm. But when you say disruptive, I feel it as a positive, like you said, a bridge to purpose and a bridge to possibility. I had a guest on my, my show the other day, and that's all we talked about was purpose and a man or a woman or, a, or an organization's value. And I love it. Uh, as, as you know, coming up in February, we're, we're going to have a a, a series that allows us to be more creative and talk more creative about our leadership. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you to, I'm glad you're going to be there and I'm glad you're going to close us up because I'm now listening to a variety of ways that you, you can have even a, a greater impact, dare I say an epic impact on the people in, in, in my room. Tell us about the year conference coming up in, in April you know, it originated when I was in my doctoral program and, you know, I was attending various creativity conferences and doing workshops or speaking and they were all great. I just felt like um, there were certain things I really wanted to emphasize in the unique experience. And one of those was the cross-pollinization. Um, so often when we go to conferences, it's the marketing conference or the IT conference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was one element. The other was um, with my research on technology and information overload and how that impacts creativity. Yeah. I wanted to see if we could create an experience where it's not required, but people were encouraged to unplug for three days during the, the summit. And, you know, when you fill out a registration, you ask, answer some questions. I threw one in there when we did our first event. And I said, would you be willing to take the disconnect pledge for three days? And I thought maybe 50% would want to, but 100% wanted to. So yeah. I found that interesting. I asked the workshop leaders, hey, here's who's coming. Would you mind unplugging? Which was an interesting challenge for some because they're used to, you know, presenting on, you know, screen and so on. But everybody did. 
And that was one of the most impactful moments because people were more present. They weren't distracted. Mm -hmm. And again, nothing against technology, but it was something to provide that space where we ask, we really reflect on the question, are we managing our devices or are they managing us? Mm -hmm. And how does that relate to creativity, right? So that was another element. So out of this doctoral program um, in 2019, we launched uh, the Epic International Summit. And it was, it was a, there was a surreal moment during lunch where I stood up I looked and I saw such a diverse array of individuals attending. We had a university dean, a NASA scientist, and an actor. <laughs> All these people, you know, different people are engaging in ways that, I mean, that's not a typical conference per se, right? Um, and so, and then the feedback I got was that how often do you get to have you know, a meal, share a meal with people from totally different industries and all focused on wanting to be a more creative leader. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a, a core element of Epic and definitely excited to come back in April in, in Santa Barbara. So, Amen. And looking forward to attending it, looking forward to being a part of it. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for mm-hmm. your, your trust in me and be, being able to bring some value. Uh, the cross-pollination of different hearts, different ways of life, and not everybody talking tech or talking marketing or sales or whatever. Brilliant idea. Absolute brilliant. And I love the fact that you've actually brought up my, one of my favorite words, and that's being present. Mm-hmm. I believe as leaders, as men, women in relationship um, or out of relationship, the only way we can have better relationships if we're truly present with the human being, you said it, not me, human engagement, humanitarian engagement. It's impossible to engage with another human being if you're not present. Yeah. And if you want to argue that one, let's do it some other time. But it's just impossible when you're staring at a freaking screen. Right. Or right. walking around with something in your hand. I see it all the time and it's a head scratcher. It's just a head scratcher. So God bless you for the uh, technology challenge or being present. It's, again, brilliant idea. What are some of the things you absolutely want to achieve between now and then, uh, Dr. Steve? So you are prepared for a successful conference. What uh, What are you working on that uh, some of my listeners might help uh, or hear and maybe maybe come to help you? Yeah, well, we're, um, you know, in the, the middle of, you know, pre-production and uh, just spreading the word. I mean, Epic is fairly new. We launched in uh, 2019 as an official nonprofit, which is the Epic Impact Society. And then we have the International Summit. So, you know, spreading the word. Um, we have such an amazing group of people coming this time around. And our program is very uh, dynamic. So there's different. It's not just workshops. It's not just, you know, pan- we, panels. We have themed panels. We have experiential workshops, but we also have what we call epic conversation interviews. Yeah. Um, we have, we end with an innovation awards night where we honor change makers, individuals yeah. and organizations. Um, so, you know, spreading the word that this is happening April 27th through the 29th would be, uh, would be wonderful. Yeah. Okay. And you can get to the event by going to your main page at epicimpactsociety.com, correct? Yeah, epicimpactsociety.org or um, epicsummit.com, either one. Okay. So as uh, one of the first things that came to my heart when we met for for breakfast, uh, Dr. Steve, was to ask you to participate in in my conference in, in February, Leadership Development Series. And again, it's it might not have the name I want it to, but it's all about helping 
human beings develop as leaders, which if which in my mind starts with self. Yep. And when we become better human beings, we become more powerful in our impact. It can be positive if we want it to be, but it can also be more powerful in a negative way. So my view has always been, let's be a catalyst for the way people view leaders. Whether you're a manager or supervisor, I believe if you are involved in other human beings, you have an opportunity for leadership at least. And in parenting, raise your hand if you disagree with this one, but I believe parenting and leadership are connected at the hip. Absolutely. Yep. And there is no work-life work balance. Uh, I believe there's, like my guest prior to you said, there's life-work synergy, mm -hmm. which means, you know, you have a life and you fit your work into it. Yep. And it, it's not a competing force. Absolutely. You, you can't be victims to your family and victims to your work or they're, they're so much more powerful and it's you have a polar opposite uh, behavior when you're with one group or the other. So back to that. In short, I, I asked you to participate and you said yes. Tell me a little bit about your decision about wanting to participate in the Leadership Development Series in February. Well, I'm, a, you know, what you just shared, I'm in complete alignment with. In fact, the way I design my courses, the, the way I design my workshops, it's an inside out approach that I have in it starts with you, you meaning myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can't lead others into whatever you're working with them on. You can't, for example, I can't lead others into creativity unless I lead myself first. So that need, need, needs some time of reflection. That needs some time of really, how do I show up in the world? Right. Um, and getting that feedback from, you know, trusted people in your life. Um, and so when you were sharing the vision behind the, the event, I felt very much in alignment, especially in my, my area of creativity and innovation. You know, the challenge that I find in my domain is that you have organizations where the leaders are like, we need more innovation. We need more innovation. But they don't understand that you need to give space for the creative process to get to innovation. And so, again, that, that's a disconnect there. And, and so I, any opportunity where I can have a conversation or share the importance for leaders to understand that, I just, that's a passion of mine because I feel like there's all these myths around creativity and we have to debunk them and see the responsibility leaders have to, um, to understand that so that they can lead forward in innovation. Beautiful. And you mentioned something that's very important to me, and that is uh, create time to be more innovative, be more creative, be more present. And again, we we are very good at letting people know uh, how busy we are, how much work we've got ahead of us. And and it, it I rarely hear another human being say the best way to get something done is to focus on one thing at a time. And it's it's called your calendar. Yeah. When you put something on your calendar, honor it. And it, it, you know, I've said this on my show a few times. I'd love your feedback, uh, Dr. Steve, on this one is why do we put so much on our calendar and then speed right through it? And then we complain about how busy we were all day. And we couldn't get to the things we said we were going to accomplish. When you hear me say that, what, what's the first thing that comes in into your mind of why it happens with so, so many other people? And how do you honor your word around what you say you're going to accomplish in a day and a week? Because that's where the juice is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a direct reflection of where our world is going uh, with the pace of the growth of technology, the pace of change. Um, all this is driving this 
constant, constant, beyond, you're always plugged in, you know, there's no boundaries. That's, everything's automated. Everything, it's, we're yeah. going in that direction, right? If this is the trend, we have to be stronger in setting our boundaries. And this whole concept of pausing is going to become more and more important um, of setting those times and figuring out what is it that you do where you feel fed. Yeah. And, and for some people, that could be different things, right? Some people could be taking a walk, taking a hike, um, meditating, whatever that may be. But the first, the first thing is identifying what that is. The next thing is, is reflecting on what, when you have those moments, what's happening for you? You know, where are you getting your inspiration? And then from there, mapping out how you're going to have more of those experiences. It's almost like creating a game plan yeah. so that you can, because the pace of change not, is not going to get any slower. <laughs> it's no. going to only increase. So it's our responsibility as leaders to go, okay, so how, how, how do I navigate that? And I think that's what's going to set apart effective leaders in the future. Just because it's, we have all this disruption, and, but really the disruptive leader, this is kind of my heart right now, like a passion of mine is talking about disruptive leadership is, you know, we have, you know, we talk about disruptive leaders and a lot of times we think of the, the big names in tech. Um, but as our, you know, what, what does disruption really mean? It means going against the flow. Mm -hmm. So if the flow is going to be towards automation um, and everything, so now, now, now is a disruptive leader of the future going to be somebody that shows more of a human effect that is going to take the time they need to pause and to, you know, instead of sending a text, call somebody, meet yeah. face to face. I, you know, those are, those are questions that I, I have that I'm curious to see how that evolves. You know. Well, there's so much you said right there. We could have a whole nother podcast on it, but the, <laughs> the, the, the nuggets were for me, at least, when do you feel fed? Mm -hmm. I love that. Where do you, where do you get your life from? Where do you get your joy from? And whatever it is, no, no judgment. And when right. I say you, uh, maybe another time we can, we can discuss that, but in, in short, where do you feel? When do you feel Dr. Steve Ralph, when you're fed, is it, is it family? Is it quiet? I mean, just give us, give us some insight into when do you feel fed? There's, there's a couple, a few distinct areas. One is definitely with family. Um, my kids are really good at that. <laughs> good at that. Just spending time. It, it energizes me. Being out in nature is a big one for me. Um, I've always been connected to nature and uh, I have an interest in biomimicry, which is innovations by my nature. So that that's definitely going hikes and, 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 and the third is traveling and for traveling, it doesn't have to be exotic, but when you travel, you're, especially, well, especially if it is out of the country, you're, um, you're disrupted in a sense of how you see things yeah. and it leads to new insights. And so, yeah, so those are kind of the three areas, spending time with family, being outdoors and traveling. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. And I would encourage you, if those of you that are listening to this, ask yourself that question and make time for it. When I say make time for it, I'm, I'm pleading with you to put it on your calendar and it has no stop sign. You can't run through it. If you want to accomplish something, make time for it. And again, it's just, it's so simple. But yet we like to talk about how much we've accomplished and how busy we are instead of how we want to feel. And I believe a disruptive leader and disruptive leadership is that person that says no more. We need to connect. 
And the only way we're going to connect, ladies and gentlemen, human beings, however you identify with yourself, we need to be present with one another. And if it's through a creative workshop, God bless you. If it's through just communicating and being present and putting your phones down, calling somebody, wow, what a great idea, calling someone and, and hearing their voice and having someone answer the phone because they want to actually hear your voice. It's a, that would be a whole nother topic. Is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with as you look, as you look in your roof, your mirror, when you, when you decided your why, leave us with how other leaders might find more purpose, uh, more value in becoming a better leader. And when I say better, I mean, adaptive, innovative, disruptive, creative, et cetera. I don't want to overuse the word better, but I, I don't know what else to say when someone is questioning their value and isn't on purpose. So what would you say to those leaders that are maybe struggling with value and or purpose as they find their why? Um, I, I, I think my biggest thing is that it is a process and, and it's, it doesn't end. <laughs> no. It's continual. And, you know, just when you think, hey, okay, I'm starting to get into a rhythm, there's maybe a turn around the corner in this journey where you're like, wow, I didn't realize that. This is an area I need to grow in, or this is this is a strength I bring. I didn't realize that. And now I'm getting the feedback. So one I'd say is recognizing it is a journey. There'll be ups and downs and, and exciting, thrilling parts and kind of boring, dull parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the other thing is um, go to either go to, uh, if you're attending conferences, go to a workshop you normally wouldn't attend or, go to a conference you normally wouldn't attend or talk with people you normally wouldn't like join a group, like having those experiences that you typically wouldn't do is a good exercise because I am, at least from my experience, you find different perspectives on challenges, maybe yourself as a leader and you make, uh, you have an opportunity to make amazing connections that way that you normally wouldn't do if you just stayed in your same kind of routine. You know, so amen. Well, again, so many things there. Seek new experiences. You didn't say the word, but I heard you say be curious about other workshops that you haven't attended. And two things I I want to just say again that you said is seek your own growth and and honor your strengths. You didn't say honor, but I believe when we do, we know what we're good at. And now let's be tempted, let's be curious or interested in things we're not as good at. And we don't need people to tell us what we suck at. We know. Yeah. Because we hide. We don't spend time on them. But just well said. I I appreciate it. And Dr. Steve Ralph, now in Denver, Colorado, uh, used to be in in LA now. And uh, love the fact you're connected to one of my favorite spots in in the entire world. And that's Santa Barbara. And I can't wait to see you there personally and have you on stage with us uh, uh, on Thursday, February ninth here in the downtown golden at the buffalo rose i don't know if you and your wife have ever been there but it's an iconic uh place in downtown golden so i invite you to visit it there they've been good to us but thank you for your time um it's it's a pleasure to get to know you and i know i've already introduced you to one of my favorite uh groups in the entire state and that's the colorado thought leader forum i was at an event last week and uh, uh, Robert Ham said that you guys have already had a nice conversation. So I hope that works out for you. Uh, and to, to all of you that are members of CTLF, I'm, I'm coming back. I forgot to tell people that earlier today. But anyway, great to see you, Dr. Steve Brown. Thanks for being with us. And 
and continue to uh, to all of you listening, think about how you might be positively disrupting something when something needs to be positively disrupted. Be that person and be creative in your leadership. And so with that, I leave you with this. God bless. Uh, be kind, be considerate. Think about somebody else before yourself every once in a while. And it requires a call or it's uh, offering a, an opportunity to call someone and say, hey, I've been thinking about you. I'm grateful for our relationship. Do it more than once a year, but at least maybe start the trend in uh, around Thanksgiving. But again, thanks for being with us, Steve, and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You bet. <laughs>